Welcome back to Fitness Unplugged After Hours FAQs. We are two trainers from Indiana answering client questions from the previous week to help provide answers and perspective on common health and wellness topics. I'm Adam Jacobson from Uberfit. I'm Danielle DeRochick with Black Diamond Strength, and let's get into it. All right, welcome in, guys. Uh, so my question today, or for this week, was uh, I'm just getting back into things. I want to start with supplements. Where do I start? So a lot of times when people are just getting back into things um, or pit peaks in motivation, they start thinking about what else can I do, and supplements are really oftentimes uh, one of the first things that people go to. You know, for whatever reason in our society, we like you know, pills or powders or whatever to help improve the process. And some are better than others, obviously. A lot of them are BS. Like, you know, if you've worked, uh, so I've worked through college, I've worked at a GNC. Um, oh, yeah. And that you I spent my time working for GNC. Did you really? Oh, nice. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that for a couple years in college for money, uh, pay rent and whatnot. But um, you just, I mean, you see a lot of BS. Like, there's a lot of, like, overpriced supplements, a lot of stuff that, like, you know, has claims that they do certain things. And it's just kind of... There's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, it, it's unregulated, let's say. Like, so yes. anybody can put out anything. There's a lot of snake oil, but there are kind of like some staples and some simple stuff that you can go to that have been tried and true over a long period of time. And we've probably talked about, you know, all of these on the, on the podcast at some point, but things that I always start with that are staples all the time. So first one is fish oil uh, yes. and it's, it got really trendy, and then I feel like it kind of like di- died off a little bit. Um, but fish oil is, uh, I mean, I would go as far to say as it's essential. I mean, I, I, I don't really see, unless you're eating just tons of fish on a regular basis, which, I mean, nobody I know is eating that level of fish. So the reason why fish oil is so important is because our Western diet is so high in what are called omega-6 fatty acids. So... Um, fish oil is a good source of omega-3 fatty acids. Mm-hmm. Those are anti-inflammatories. Omega-6 fatty acids are highly inflammatory. Uh, and those are like oftentimes found in like seed oils um, or just like a lot of processed foods. You're really only getting fish oil or excuse me, you're only getting omega-3s from fatty fish, flaxseed oil, stuff like that. Little bits in like, you know, meats and, and some little bits of that, but um, in, in supplement form. So the recommended ratio of how you would take in fish uh, omega-6 versus omega-3 is about a one-to-one ratio. Um, that would put you in like a good balance so you're not having like tons of inflammation in your body. But Americans ratio is about 25 to one. So it's, I mean, it's not even close. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, um, inflammation is kind of at the root of a lot of uh, inflammatory diseases like arthritis, you know, irritable bowel, um, like a lot of autoimmune issues are kind of are revolve around inflammation, and not to mention, you know, all the big ones like cardiovascular diseases and cancers that you know kind of root themselves um, or find roots in um, inflammation. So, um, really, so seed oils are kind of at the root of it, and like if you look at any label, most things have seed oils in them, and really up. Americans get almost 20% of their calories from, it's anywhere from 15 to 20% depending on the source, from soybean oil only, which is nice. wild. That's a, yeah. It's a huge chunk, like 20%, so one out of every five calories. 
is from soybean oil. And soybean oil is 51% omega-6 versus just 7% omega-3. So really difficult to overcome the, the common Western diet. So um, making sure you can supplement with a good quality fish oil. You're looking for something that's um, like in a triglyceride form, high in EPA and DHA. Yeah, I um, think the one that people don't see a lot is that EPA. Yeah. So if you're like looking at the shelf yeah. at the grocery so store, you're going to see a lot of the DHA, but not the EPA. So a yeah. good a good ratio between both if you're yeah. trying to find what a good quality one is look yeah. for both. No doubt. Uh, and make sure when you, uh, when you Make sure you read the label on fish oil. So it might say like a thousand milligrams of fish oil, which may be the case, but you really, what you really care about is how much EPA and DHA are in it. Like the fish oil itself is just good because it contains EPA and DHA. The fish oil itself is not doing anything for you in the same way that um, you, you'd say, uh, well, how much steak did you eat? Well, you wouldn't really care about the quantity of steak. You'd care about how much protein was in the steak, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. don't get caught up, make sure you read the label. Um, and that's something you'd wanna get recommended by, by your doctor if you were really serious, like long-term supplementation. But those are that's a staple for me. Yeah. Second one, uh, vitamin D. This one's been beat to death as well, but I mean, yeah. it's involved in all your immune function, your cell growth, your neuromuscular function, uh, your hormone regulation. So like literally like all the main processes in your body, like. Uh, so it's in your immune function. Can you fight off disease? It's in your, your cell growth. Can you heal from injuries? Neuromuscular function. Can you move your body the way you want to? And can you have the hormone profile that you want to? Like, these are all like the most important things about how you feel and the quality of your life. So yeah. if you're sick, you can't heal. You can't move the body the way you want to. And your hormones are trash. You're going to have a really terrible, terrible life. And like, you know, 75% of Americans are vitamin D deficient. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a massive amount. Like, we stay inside more than ever, even more so over the past two or three years. Yeah. But generally, our society is tracking towards staying inside more. COVID just kind of, like, pushed that faster down the... Yeah. Um, I wonder if we mentioned COVID. I wonder if we get flagged or anything like that. It'd be interesting. We'll yeah. Um, but but yeah. Even, even if you do go outside, though, you still aren't going to get as much as you actually need from a little right. bit of sun unless you're like you know a ton of skin exposure for 30 minutes at noon like yeah. you're gonna have a really hard time getting that level of vitamin d mm -hmm. um and then if you're already in a deficit of it yeah. that's not gonna i mean it can help right. maybe bring you closer to normal but yep yeah, so vi I mean, vitamin D, this is one you definitely, like the fish oil you probably should get recommended by your doctor, but most people are gonna be okay just adding some level of fish oil. Mm -hmm. Vitamin D, I would definitely get your levels checked because I mean, vitamin D is misclassified. The fact that it's a, it's labeled a vitamin, I'm pretty sure I've said this on this podcast before, but it's misclassified as a vitamin. It really is a hormone because yeah. it's not something found in food um, anywhere. Like you, you, the only way you get it is through supplements, or sun exposure. It really is a hormone. It's a, something the body generates uh, on its own, but it, you can supplement. It's it's closer to like testosterone yeah. than it is, you know, to vitamin B or vitamin C. Well, you want you want to get it checked if you're in a deficit but not far off. You might need a supplement every other day, right? Or sometimes you might need to increase it to to 
capsules a yep. day for a while yep. and you don't want to overdo it on vitamin D so right. it is good to get that checked pretty regularly yeah, yeah. Um, and then through the winter definitely like nobody's getting I mean, if you live in Indiana like we do obviously uh, you're, I mean you're probably good maybe three months of the year maybe yeah. at it, best and then if you're still going outside you know yeah I mean you probably so if you sleep eight hours roughly like getting in and getting out of bed eight hours and you work for eight hours that's already 16 hours off the table where you're getting zero sunlight mm -hmm. so you're just gonna have a really hard time it's gonna be really difficult to get enough sunlight so vitamin D is probably something you should be taking mm -hmm. uh, last one and we've talked about this one specifically is creatine and that's kind of like misplaced here it seems like because fish oil and vitamin D are like wellness supporting and mm -hmm. I think a lot of people think about creatine as like well, bodybuilders use creatine yeah. to get big muscles, and it's probably like a steroid. And it's like we've beaten that horse to death too. Like, creatine is naturally found in the body. You can get it from steak. You can get it from whatever. But it's the main source. Like ATP, creatine helps create ATP. ATP is like your 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 energy currency in your body. Mm -hmm. Like it involves all cellular function. It's how you contract your muscles. It's how you. Uh, like your cells respirate, how your DNA is synthesized, like everything down to the littlest uh, chemical interaction in your body, creatine's involved because it helps create, or excuse me, ATP's involved and creatine helps your body uh, to create those. So those are my three basic staples that are, I mean, almost always in, and I think most people would benefit from taking those on a daily or very, very regular mm -hmm. basis. Fish oil, vitamin D, and a creatine monohydrate, your simplest, yep. cheapest form of creatine is perfectly cre I fine. Mean, creatine, it's so many studies are done. It's the most, I know we said this before, but it's the most researched supplement yep. out there. Safest. And they, I mean, what they're releasing now, it, it can help with memory, uh, slowing yep. down diseases as we age. I mean, Alzheimer's. it's just, it's insane what this, is able to help with one of the most recent ones that I've talked with a couple people about is it's helping with depression. Yeah. Five grams per day is the serving size. And once people have started taking that, it actually has put them in a better mood. Hmm. And they, and I've had people notice this difference, hmm. mostly when they actually run out of the supplement and maybe it's like taking yeah. a week or two weeks to, to restock it because they think, oh, maybe it doesn't matter. Yeah. But I've had actual clients and friends notice the difference between yeah. when they're on it regularly versus when they run out and yep. need to restock so, so like, I mean, like all these are supplements that are not supplements that people like the style of supplements people want people want the energy drink of supplements where it's like i took it and i feel it and it's yeah. awesome like, they're like i want to i want this supplement to help me lose weight now well essentially all of these can eventually help you with right. that goal of weight loss or muscle gain or any of these things that you have okay. but it's about consistency and taking them regularly and making sure that the levels in which you take them are the correct levels for your body yeah so and yeah I, and I, mean, I would say like creatine for me is like what a real energy like creatine is like the original energy drink yeah because it I mean it's literally cellular energy we think of energy as like caffeine energy speedy mm -hmm. energy but like what your body really wants is like the cheapest energy drink you could ever take. Five grams of creatine is, I mean, giving your body, it's like putting gas in your gas tank mm -hmm. of your body that it can use on the cellular level and it's cheap and it's easy and there's really not a reason, unless you have like some hyper crazy kidney disease 
uh, of some kind. That's really the only thing. It seems like people always worry about kidney stress with creatine, mm -hmm. but that if you're doing it responsibly, that should not be an issue. But other than that, you should be you should be good with five grams a day. Yep. That's good all I got. Questions. Yep, definitely agree. Um, okay, my question was a really good question. Um, this client and I are working on weight loss goals, and he's doing awesome, so kudos to him. But his question was, what do I do once I reach my goal? And this is something we have not even, we've not talked about on this podcast before. We're always in the like, grind. Oh, man. Wow. Okay. Yeah. celebrate first. Yes, we did celebrate. <laughs> um, but great question and so um I, his after further discussion we ended up talking a little bit more and went down the rabbit hole more of like a reverse diet because his question I, after conversation was geared more towards what do i need to eat now like i don't want to keep eating in this deficit and to be clear his deficit wasn't major i think we cut eventually down his calories down by 400 500 calories under after under maintenance and so for like for him specifically i said okay well the thing is is we do want to have a reverse diet we don't want you to be at 1800 calories forever that would suck um, but i had said we can reverse diet we can move you up to 2000 again but the other things we need to, to keep in mind are you have to look at what you've given up what have you sacrificed over the last eight weeks to get down to your goal and one of his was reducing wine he mm. has not had wine Ouch. and compared to before he might have had a glass of wine a night sometimes two or you know just maybe not every night but more often than not yeah. and so the thing is is that's one thing that unfortunately if you go back to it you're going to go back to what where you just were so you are going to have yeah. to maybe work on maybe it's one night a week you have a glass of wine figuring out what the new balance looks like what's going to be more important to you um you know continuing to work on your health now that you've lost the weight do you want to work on body composition do we want to increase skeletal muscle mass do we have uh performance goals now like trying to walk a 5k or you know what we do need to figure out what that next goal is and, and maintenance of course is a goal so don't get me wrong there you, you can stay in maintenance and stay here and we can work on that but there there is going to be something that you're still going to have to monitor um, potentially give up or maybe reduce in your diet so it's we've had this conversation before is what are you willing to sacrifice and how much of it um, so we kind of had we kind of geared our conversation towards that a little bit and then um, continuing on with the reverse dieting even though we're moving his calories now back up to 2000 in a couple more weeks we're gonna maybe try to move it back up a little bit more and with the goal of you know we're not filling these calories back up with junk food right. we're filling them up with a purpose we need a little bit more protein to continue to help us you know work on the um, uh, the body composition side of things but also I want to make sure that we're eating a balance of a healthy balance of carbs and fats and proteins as we work on increasing this it's I'm not increasing your calories by 200 calories here so you can go have a couple cookies like that's that's not the goal right so it's 
once you reach that goal, you're not there permanently, right? You can go backwards. So you have to keep that in mind as you plan out your food, plan out the, the calories that you're going to be eating and, and what are you going to add back into your life or what are you good with moving on without? Yeah, I, like there's probably two ways that I would look at that question is like from a technical standpoint, what would you do? And it's just like, yeah, you move up your calories to maintenance, yeah. you eat at maintenance. Like that's depends on the person, but probably that person's asking like, how do I wrap my head around this? Like what's motivating me now? Yeah. Because if motivation was to achieve this goal and whatever that why is, like that's gone now. Yeah. And then how do you wrap your head around continuing to work on this? Like it's mm -hmm. a pro you you you've taken this as a project. When you have goals, they're like projects and then you have to find a next project. So I think, yeah, what is the next thing we're doing? Um because people stay motivated by progress and maintenance by def definition is not progress. Yeah. But you can make progress elsewhere. Like you yeah. could be like, I want to get stronger now. Mm -hmm. Like things you went through. Like I want to, you know, is there like a performance goal? Is there a, like it, you, you've moved beyond body composition, mm -hmm. which is liberating as hell because yeah. a lot of people don't get to that. I know people that struggle with body composition literally for their entire life and that's a hell of a curse um but if you can move beyond that first of all be grateful that you got there because that's yep. you know like acknowledge your hard work and we don't talk about like celebrating wins a lot because we're just like our day is you know the work that mm -hmm. the person does in that's the part that we see we don't see the celebration part that's what they do with their you know when they leave and they go with their families or whatever but yep. Um, yeah, celebrate that, but then, uh, yeah, figure out, okay, what's next? Uh, in the same way that, like, when you're at work, like, you get a project from your boss, like, you accomplish that project, and they're not like, okay, cool, you're good now, like, yeah. you, there's a, what's next? Like, your there's another project yeah. on your health is a full-time job that you yeah. will never not have, so, and you, now, know, you know, celebrate, I, like, and you, to your point, too, where you're like, in my head when you're like I can I'm not raising these calories so you can so that you can go eat two cookies or whatever I was in my head I was like we well, can you can you definitely can I know you're not saying don't you can so oh, like, give yourself some liberty don't. <laughs> give, yeah, right? give yourself some some leeway yeah um, you just have to be able to have a uh, like a like a direct conversation with yourself that is like well that doesn't mean I'm off the bandwagon yeah you just have to be really honest with what that is like you just because you achieved everybody like you've seen like the I want to call it a relapse rate on losing weight but it's high whatever the version of relapse is where mm -hmm. you put the weight back on is really high because you go back you tend to go back to old behaviors and the one thing I will say is I always coach this way as my goal isn't to have you track your your macros and your calories for the rest of your life right the goal is, is during this eight weeks or 12 weeks or however long we've really been focusing on this is that you've learned healthy behaviors and patterns that you can keep going. You now know what to eat. You've tracked your food so often that you're now familiar with what a serving size is. Or you might now have the habit to measure, you know, a handful of almonds instead of like, what's a handful? Yeah. Your handful is a lot bigger than my handful. So like that, that amount of of calories could be a huge difference so maybe you're measuring now more often and you're, and you're paying attention to those things yeah. which 
that would be my goal for maintenance. I don't always want to have my nose and my phone trying to track every little food I eat, right? right? But we're, t- we're learning behaviors. We're learning what your plate's supposed to look like. Are you getting all your water in? Can I slowly add in a glass of wine here and there? Like, now it's to, can we maintain this but also live life now? Yeah. And so, you know, that's eventually, that's my goal for everybody yeah. as we get to maintenance. And I think that's probably the hardest yeah. part of this journey yeah. so now we have to be, be successful at maintaining yeah because you've built skills yeah you built these skills of like tracking and like having discipline those are like skills that you've built and like to your point on I don't want to always have my you know my phone you know my nose and my phone doing it but like that was valuable when you did it mm-hmm. in the same way that like people would say like you would say I don't want to I don't want to have my nose and my phone but pe- lawyers can't say you know, well, you know, I want to be a lawyer, but you know, I don't want to like sit in class I don't and wanna, learn the yeah. the stuff. Court's you know? boring. Yeah, like you yeah. Know, but that's that's what's required to be able to do what you want to do. So you mm-hmm. spend that time. It's like when people are starting, we're on the back end of the process. When you're starting, and you're like, well, you're gonna have to log, blah, and they're like, well, I don't want to have my nose and my phone. I want to log through. That's a lot. And it's like, yeah, well, yeah, you don't. You like, I want to be an NBA player, but like, I don't want to like work out or yeah. you, That's not how this works. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't. If you want something, you have to give some level of discomfort exactly. to the, the process. One of the one of the methods that I've used because I, I don't track all the time. If I'm like not in prep or working on something specifically, I'll track maybe one or two days a week just to like make sure I'm like kind of spot checking yeah. myself, right? I'm yeah. get, I'm auditing myself yeah. when it comes to food. Am I yeah. still eating up the right amount of protein? Am I yeah. still measuring things but it's not every day right and so you can try that method but you you still have to to measure something because yeah. if you're just blindly pouring out a handful of almonds yeah. that could be the difference between a hundred calories and 300 calories Easily. and and if you're gonna overeat by 300 calories a day you're gonna be right back to yeah after to two months you, you put on five pounds or whatever yeah whatever. I don't know what the math works out to yeah. but it's it matters and then you get frustrated and it's like this like a spiral you exactly don't want that. You so built so those skills to use you still have to to work in maintenance yeah. you can't there's you're never gonna it's not, not be able to to stop it's yeah. a different phase it's not but it's still a phase yeah exactly cool that's it for this week thanks for listening to this week's episode of fitness unplugged if you want us to answer your questions submit it on our social medias on instagram at danny duro and at uberfit indie and then don't forget if you like this episode please subscribe and share this one so we can help provide free health and wellness information to a bigger audience thanks again